Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! Destroy! Company! Destroy! 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 Company! Hello listeners, welcome to this week's edition of the show, the podcast that seeks to ask if Carlos Santana can make his guitar just sing, can he make it tell jokes? Now that's a question we ask, but we have no intentions of answering it whatsoever. (laughs) So this week I am joined by, oh god I hope I get this name right. The Westpac man. <laughs> he fucking nailed it, man. That's exactly how you pronounce it. No, but seriously, Westpac man, right? Yes, Westpac man is literally how you pronounce it. I am now, uh, I don't have a personal identity. I just have a, a corporate image and it's off a bank. So my soul is is fine. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it also says right here, you can also go by 30 Billamora. Billamoria, yeah, man. Billamora, okay. Yeah. But you're Westpac man. Yes, I am Westpac. Why do you ha- feel like you have to have two names? Uh, just because um, I don't feel that I have enough of a personality in my own personality. So I obviously needed to be affiliated with a, with, with a large bank. And it also gave me an excuse to grow a fucking moustache. Wow, so you really, you really grew that moustache. That wasn't something the wig department had. No, it was actually a, a fake moustache. But here is the thing. This was in my... Okay. So, so I've, I've undertaken moustache growing in recent years. Back then, the year was 2018, I was always beard, full beard, no moustache. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And during wardrobe for that particular ad, they, they said that they were going to add... They were going to create that moustache but add it onto my natural one. So they basically gave me a slight extension of a Hitler moustache so they could have a short moustache and just add it on. So pretty much for a week, I had to be a brown person walking around in a Melbourne with a Hitler moustache almost, which was no one one, one second guessed it. And then I got up there and they go, actually, we're just going to shave it off and put put a fake one on. So You sure you weren't pranked? You sure that wasn't part of the prank show? Oh, I'm not sure. I reckon they could have. They bloody got me. They got me, Ross. It's a prank show in Croatia. They filmed. They filmed it. They just <laughs> play in Croatia. Yeah, it was just a ruse. It was a ruse for commercial, but really, it was just an Eastern European prank show. Now, I have to tell you right now. Yeah. Have you seen that movie, The Interview? The Interview, um, the one uh, where oh, fucking what's his name, James Franco and thing I go to North Korea. That's fine if you haven't, because not not many people did. I have, and it was a long time ago, and it was passable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that, that was the consensus. Have possible. you been in North Korea? Possible. No, I've never been to North Korea, but I'm just going to say that the synopsis of that film is they get uh, an interview with a North Korean dictator, <laughs> and they get an opportunity to assassinate him through this like rice and strip. They put it on his hand. That's now, it, yeah. Now, a competitor bank... Yeah. I'm not going to say their name, <laughs> but it rhymes with A and Z. Yep. Wanted me I to get the Westpac, man, the Westpac man on this show yep. so I can get a clear shot. Well, I mean, are you, are you going to do it? Because you've kind of revealed your plan now, Ross. Well, I feel, I feel like, like I've, I've just... lost the element of surprise, mate. 
Well, that's why I'm revealing it right now. I feel like that story about being kind of like a brown Hitler walking around Melbourne really endeared me to you, so now I just can't do it. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that you're endeared to a, uh, an ethnic Hitler. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine an ethnic Hitler. Actually, it probably exists. There are despots and they're ethnic, so. Yeah. I think there's a sketch in that. There is. <laughs> Should we write it? Oh, you can write it. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I will. In another time, I, I feel like it's probably not appropriate right now. I think it's the most appropriate it's ever been. <laughs> I think you should do it. Well, maybe a, a sketch involving a, a, an assassination of a, of a despot, of an, eth- of an ethnic Hitler. Is there time travel involved in this sketch, Ross? Help me out here. Oh, man. I mean, you could travel back in time. I mean, what's the base reality of this thing? Does time travel exist? Yes. Have you traveled back in time, Ross? Uh, where would you go if you travel back in time? I'm asking the questions. Okay, this happens all the time. Where, uh, would, you, where would you go? I would go to the 1970s. You got just 30, 40 years, 40 years ago? Yeah. Just, that's just, it? Just 40 years ago. Or four. Why the 70s? Why the 70s? Is that where you feel that you belong? No, I, I think it's where I least belong. I think I just want to go back there because I want to beat up all the hippies. Ah, fair enough. That's okay. That's a, that's a valid, that's an ambition right there. If there's any one reason to, to go back in time, it's to beat up hippies, <laughs> to beat up a subculture. <laughs> that's the only reason you want to go back in time. I mean, I could beat up the hippies of 2020. Yeah. But 70s hippies, they just have that. Well, they were the real hippies. The hippies yeah. of 2020 are, uh, work in tech startups and have lots of money. Exactly. Drink kombucha. You yeah, know. that's not it, man. That's I want... not it. You don't want that shit. They're, they're doing the right things. It's the 70s hippies that fuck shit up. You want to go fuck them up. All right. Yeah, they're like baby hippies almost. <laughs> so you've got to kill the baby hippies to stop the hippies in 2020. So in, in some ways, I'm also stopping just every single hippie ever. You ever killed a baby, Ross? <sighs> I didn't want... I, no, I don't, want to, I don't want you to answer that question. I don't want to bring it up on this show, but I did kill a baby. I thought it was a chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, what was the method? What was the method of the kill? Well, it was this mother. We were on, an, we were on a, a Korean bus, actually. A what? We were on a Korean bus during the Korean War. Right. So and you have travelled back in time. Ross Purdy, lying already. We're five minutes into this podcast. I mean, this whole show is a lie, Purdy. You'll yeah, soon realise that. I'm looking for the truth, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, now I feel like maybe I shouldn't have revealed the assassination plot Well, I, I'm glad that you did in the reverse of that you know, just the, It's an endearing story about how heartwarming that, How easily, easily influenced you are by emotion Things just turned around for you I could have been dead right here and now and no, you, uh... Yeah, but see I flipped off again You started going on about how you want the truth Yeah This... I don't want, I don't want to, this, is, this show is not about the truth. Yeah, fuck the truth. The show is about lies told deadpanly. Exactly. In if such any, a confused way that, that it could be the truth, but anything, no one knows. There's too much truth in society right now, so we don't want that, and I appreciate that. All right, thank you. I resp- I've been doing too many podcasts where all they want is the truth. Nah, fuck that. Let's go back in time. Yes, and speaking of truth. Yeah. Who are your guys? Who are my guys? Yeah. Ah, oh, my guys. Your guys. Um, you know, you know how there were like dinosaurs, right? Yeah. You know, after dinosaurs, there were the 
Homo, not Homo, whichever, Homo erectus, whatever came after, Cro-Magnon man, whatever. But in the middle, somewhere in the middle, there were those giant, giant mammals, like huge um, fucking kangaroos and huge like half wombats and shit. Those are my guys. No one ever talks about them. I don't even know what you'd call them. I don't even, no one even knows the classification, but there were these giant mammals walking the earth. You know, like when the saber-toothed yeah. tiger was around, everyone just knows those two. Saber-toothed tiger and the woolly mammoth. No one knows the, the half rhinoceros with the big antlers and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, those are my guys because they're more fascinating than the giant lizards that you talk about in primary school. I want to know more about them. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Those are the ones you came up with in comedy? Yeah, pretty much. Those are your guys? Yeah, those are my, those are my comedy guys. Pretty much the, the unsung heroes of uh, prehistoric times. The, the large mammals. The eight-foot-tall fucking bilbies. I don't know if a bilbies was one of them, a giant bilby. I'm pretty sure a giant wombat was one of them. Yep. Yeah, Bil- wombat, bilby. I feel like we really walked past me describing the mash finale... As if it was my own life. You, you, were you, you? We steamrolled right over that. Well, well, let's, let's, let's back it up. A let's bit. back tell it me, up. Okay. Tell me more about this mash finale, Ross. <laughs> okay. And saying it like it's my life. So, okay. Killed a baby. Thought it was a chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a Korean mother and a Korean boss during the war. Oh, um, oh I get it. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Now yeah. I do. Well, that fucking went way over my head right there. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to finish it. I didn't get the chance to say it was Alan Alder on the bus. Okay. All right. What was the other guy's name? Alan Alder and... and, and, and... Yeah, I don't know. Which guy? There's a, there's a lot of guys. There was a lot of guys. Alan Alder had a lot of guys he came up yeah. with. Um, the, the other dude that was his friend. In the, 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 the Alan Alder is... is, is what was his What was his name? Eve. What was Alan Alder's character's name? Uh, he was He was Hawkeye. Hawkeye and Hawkeye and. Well, he had a couple of those types of friends. There was Honeycut. There was Honeycut then. then. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the other one. Who was the other one? I think Honeycut was the second one. Okay. Trapper was the first Trapper, one. Trapper, that's pretty much the same exact character, but yeah. one of them just left and like, okay, we got to get another guy for yeah. Hawkeye. You reckon he got fired? Oh, I think he thought it was too big for his britches. I'd say so. Yeah. We killed too many chickens on set. Yes. Mm. And uh, thought there were babies. Yeah. We've sidetracked again, Ross. Tell me about your life story. In, yes. In okay. Well, I feel like we've really, really, okay, where was I? Okay. I was describing the mesh finale, doing it as my own life. Even though about 20 episodes back, I described the mesh finale as if it was the Nanette special. <laughs> it is basically the same thing. Oh, yeah. Same plot line. Pretty much. You know, it starts off kind of funny, <laughs> but it freaking hits you with like, whoa. Yep. War is bad. Exactly. War is bad. If there's one thing I learned from the MASH finale and then it was war is bad. And your life as well. Yeah, my life is a testament to the fact that war is bad. Don't commit wars. Don't do wars. 30. Are you thinking of doing a war? Oh, man, I've I've thunk of doing so many wars in my time. I've I've got several bayonets in my my bunker at home. I've got a a blunderbuss. Oh, come on, man. Don't. (laughs) Get rid of them. Don't do a war. Why not? I want to have a a weaponry where you empty a jar of pellets into the gun. That's all I want. That's all I want in my life. Just a gun where you empty pellets. 
from okay. a jar. All right. I'll write that down. And when I follow that up later. Yeah, let's check, pellet, let's check in on it. Pellet. Pellet. Pellets from a jar. Pellets from a pellets jar. Pellets from a jar. Let's... Okay. That's good. You're known for your kind of crazy political views, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I am an extremely crazy political person. Yeah. Your hot takes. They're like hot potatoes. You got to mash them up. Yeah. But still too hot. Yeah. And they're the, the rustic potatoes as well. So they're a bit dirty and a bit dusty, you know, and, and, and sometimes you just don't mash them up hard enough or, or parboil them long enough. So they're a bit gritty. That's basically how my takes work. Wow, that is a hot, save save his hot takes because our next segment it's everyone's favorite segment on this segments sh- on, this on, show? The, on this show it's everyone's favorite segment we do it every episode it's thirties wordies all right what's <laughs> how did you know my theme song hey we do this every single episode all that's right. how I knew it's all everyone's right. favorite segment it's thirties wordies all right. Let's... One more time. Okay, got to get you going. Okay, Ferdy is going to come in with his hot takes. Oh, I've got to do a hot take. Fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's Ferdy's wordies. It's dead on multi-purpose wipes, man. Buy the bulk packs. We're living in a we're living in a, in a germ-filled world right now, man. It's 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 sanitary, sanitary conditions of a priority. They're inter- integral. Why are people buying the small travel packs? Bulk packs of dead old multi-purpose wipes, like the ones I'm definitely not seeing in front of me, and I definitely thought of this before. Guys, sanitize. And if you're going to sanitize, bulk packs. Don't carry around a tiny little bottle of hand sanitizer. Carry around a huge bottle of hand sanitizer. Share the love around. Not a tiny little bit of soap or hand wash. Carry a big fucking two kilo chunk of soap. I mean, as long as it's sustainable products as well, you know. Yeah, I think I, I think I tore tore the society apart. Man, you freaking tore society a new a hole, man. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, man. The the system has been officially broken down. Got to break it down a little more though, with more thirties wordies. Oh jeez. Hey, kneecaps. What are they? Hey, just be proud of them. Show your knees. Wear shorts above above your above your caps. And let your knees expose, you know. They're probably the most integral part of part of the body. Integral's my favorite word, just letting you know. That's that's my wordy. Integral. Okay, Ferdy, can we go back a little bit there? I feel like you're taking this segment and you're kind of making it into a big joke. Oh, sorry, Ross. It's, 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 but I'd no, actually actually, you know what? Maybe maybe I am. Maybe my tone is a bit is a bit jovial, but I, I do believe in kneecaps. I sincerely believe in kneecaps, Ross. Okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. But could you be a bit more serious about it so people know that this isn't a joke and you really do care about kneecaps? Okay. One, two, three, go. 30s, wordies. All right. Everyone. <laughs> Fuck, man. Timing. Everyone. You, you, okay, you hold on. Ruined the cadence of this whole. <laughs> okay. All right. Kneecaps. Kneecaps are possibly the most integral part of of a human body, right? Because they don't seem like they belong there, but they do. And isn't that isn't that just how each and every one are? <laughs> Fucking hell! 
I'm sorry, my finger slipped. <laughs> That's my right. finger I'm slipped. I'm sure it did, Ross. I'm sure. But I, if anything, that just highlighted my uh, my loss in trajectory of what I was trying to say. Okay, Thank start you. again. Start again. Right. It's time for Ferdy's word. He's he's talking about kneecaps. Kneecaps, baby. The body's most integral part. They seem like they're just floating and they don't belong there, but they do. They 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 are right there with with tendons and, and cartilage and, and bones. And just like just like us, we are we're just floating over the over the top of the land, but we feel like we don't belong anywhere. But we we belong. And and if if we mess up, somebody breaks us. That's that's the that's okay. Hold that's on. Integral. There we go. Integral. There we go. We did it. Yeah, I got. Thirties wordies. We're gonna win a podcast award for that. It's a great segment. Everyone loves it. I believe. I believe it's possibly the best podcast segment I've ever done. Yeah, but, but. we gotta have some backups. In case the audio on that first 30s wordies doesn't work out. So if you could record another one. Uh, same topic? Maybe a different topic. Okay. In case. Then we have like, you know, two ones we can use. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, 30s wordies. The back of the knee. The back of the knee is arguably the most erogenous part of the knee. Human body. If 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 you haven't if you haven't you know offered the back of your knee to someone or or allowed you the back of your knee to be pleasured, uh, you haven't lived. And feel feel like we're in a society where we need to give more more credence to the back of our knee. It's integral to to good health. I don't know what that was all about. It's, I'm basic. I'm just knee based right now. Okay. <sighs> All right. So, is there any part of the body you like that aren't knees? I can tell you parts of the body I hate on my body. Oh, oh hot shit. take. Yeah. Hot take. We got a hot take. So I'm getting shoulder surgery next week, Ross. Oh wow! And both my shoulders are, are, are letting me down right now. And oh. arguably, arguably, the most integral parts of the body, the shoulders. You know, the most complex. I hate my shoulders. I hate them. That's all. That was not really, you know, part of the podcast. It was just more me venting my feelings about about how my body's breaking down. But <laughs> thanks for allowing me that space to do that, Ross. Oh, is it okay? It was another wordy. Yeah, yeah. Shoulders. Who needs them? Cut no, them no, no. You got to Don't act like you're doing a segment. You okay. you got to speak from your heart. Yeah. That's what makes the segment great. All okay. Right. If you act like like you're putting on a show, it's no good. Okay. Cool. So this is all real. Yeah, this is all reels from the heart. My my shoulders hurt, and I wish I didn't have them. And I wish my arms started around my abdomen or came out from my back. It would make my life and a lot easier, and my pain substantially less. So I wish I had back arms. Right, that's yeah, another thirties wordies for this oh, week. It was a little slow to get off the mark. That one. It was a little bit, but we'll clean that up in editing. All right, sick. It's a great segment. Everyone loves it. I uh, can leave the gap. Leave the gap for a bit of emotion. The gap creates a little bit of tension afterwards. Well, you don't know. Is it going to be that guitar sting? That same guitar sting you play each time, or just another instrument? Oh, you're going to change it up, are you, Ross? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> right. you, you don't know. I'm, look, I'm silently hoping for some, for some chromatic percussion. 
like bells or, or a marimba. You like marimbas, Ross? Yeah, I do love a bit of that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Vibraphones. Vibraphones. Give me some vibraphones baby, right baby. now, Just baby. Like Go a on. Ding, ding, ding. Ding. Um, hey, Ross, I've got a question for you. Is this your microphone? Uh, that is not my microphone. That is uh, microphone is property of the studio. Okay, I was just going to question you why there's a name tag on 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 the microphone, but I guess they've named their microphones here. Okay, I guess. I mean, what's the microphone's name? What's... Um, Soph Waldron. Soph Waldron. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I, that's just a weird microphone, man. That's yeah. That's a, got a, a name. microphone with an identity. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Guess where that comes from? Because so it could be a real person, or it could just be this microphone that I'm talking to. Could be, could be talking to and about. So like behind their back to their face. Yeah, but it's in the room, so it's less less of a dick move, I guess. Yeah, I, guess I mean so. they can hear it. Like yeah, exactly. You can hear me, right, microphone? It's hoping for a sting there, but well, the segment's over. Oh, okay, shit. You're not going to get any of that anymore. That's funny because I thought it was over long before this. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Right. <laughs> we back. Uh, man, maybe the whole show is just the segment. I think that there's a good likeliness that you could make that into a thing. This could be a spin-off to your own podcast. <laughs> but it's just a guitar sting, none of the words. No, who needs words? We need constant guitar sings, an occasional change in pitch, but that's really it. It's a whole podcast. Better than half the drivel that people are talking about on podcasts in this country or world or planet. Just guitar stings. Just, just guitar Just stings. crazy guitar stings. Yeah. Speaking of crazy guitar stings, I feel like we need to go back to the beginning of time? Of time of your life. Oh, all right. Okay. So, Ferdy, mm-hmm. you go up on stage. Yep. You, you do funny ha-has. Yep. Why, why did that start? Why did I start doing comedy? Oh, man. Um, it was really, I mean, the ultimate goal was to get onto this podcast, Ross. So I've really ticked all the boxes. Wow, that's amazing. This podcast wasn't even a thought in, in my eye. <laughs> when you started comedy. I'll tell you why I, I, I started comedy. is because Well, I used to listen to a lot of comedy as a kid. And like, like many a child with, with an active imagination and not a heap of friends, I thought that I, this is a, a good way to um, expose myself to the world and, and try and entertain people is the um, altruistic reason why I did comedy. Real is, it's the, the usual, real reason. The real reason is the narcissistic reason that I yeah. think I'm fucking funny and people should listen to me. Yeah. Which, which sometimes has proven very true and other times very false. Okay, now, now let's go. Let's dig deep into all the times it was proven false. Oh, shit, man. Because <laughs> this is Mark Maron-esque podcasting. It's one of those uh, dark times, yeah. Uh, I'm going to freaking twist the knife in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, get you to like expose some vulnerability. Sure, man. I'm ready for that. Uh, I don't believe I did anything bad to you in any way that I have to apologize for, but I'm going to apologize anyway. Don't even and, apologize. And bury the hatchet of this feud that I'm sure was not happening at all. <laughs> I'm ready for a feud. New challenges, you know. Okay. Oops. Okay, go. Okay. 
I'm sorry. Right. Oh, man, I was just, I was, man, I was just going through something weird during that time. You know, it's just that insecurity <laughs> that you go through. It's like, and I still go through it. You know, I yeah, still man. go through it. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. Life is pain. It's a struggle. Is that a question? Yeah. Okay. Well, we all go through it, man. We all go through these times, and sometimes just getting out there, getting on stage, you know, just just being being alive really helps you work through work through the pain. Yeah, really. When you think about it, you ever done DMT? <laughs> I do DMT three to seven times a, a day. Um, prescribed by my doctor. Uh, doctor Feelgood? <laughs> Do- Am I freaking right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You've met him. Doctor um, Doctor Octagon? Yeah, I think uh-huh. he's a rapper. That's all right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, DMT is, is something that I, I partake in on a um, hourly basis. And, wow. Yeah, I've, I've seen God seven times this week. And, oh, um, man. And yeah, the catharsis that's come from um, diving deep into my own psyche has been pretty pretty fulfilling and eye-opening and uh, definitely worth talking about it on a podcast and recommending people do it yeah. when in, in times of darkness. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's why little Joe Rogan's been there asking you about DMT. Mm-hmm. Now, to go further on that, could you... Just spell out some, like, crazy alt-right conspiracies that I'm going to do nothing to question you on. Yeah. Um, alt-right conspiracies. Uh, Dan Andrews is actually a, a type of a type of cheddar cheese. Um, well, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and he's uh, all of his policies this year was really just to boost the, boost the, cheese, the cheese market. Well, man, that's Jeez, crazy. I mean, yeah, man, I, I I flew that wide open, and hence I'm I'm for all the protesters, and you know, all the all the anti anti lockdown protesters are, you know, they're the real they're the real heroes in in this crazy year that we've had. They're the real heroes, the Karens, the anti lockdown protesters, the um, the QAnons. They're the people that we wow yeah. Okay, so we've hit on popular tropes of popular podcasts. Yeah, we of have. Mark Maron, Joe Rogan. Now I'm thinking, what else is big right now in the world of podcasting that I can just shamelessly rip off? What other? It's... True crime podcasts. Uh, of course, yeah, true crime podcasts. What are you ripping off there? Okay. We already got touched on this. You ever killed somebody, Ross? Ah, uh, yeah, okay, the the baby chicken, sure. Yeah, we haven't finished that story. We haven't gone back to the Korean War <laughs> and MASH final episode, Ross. There's your true crime podcast right there, Dead Babies. Okay, good, because I think that's better than my idea of getting a guest on, having him murdered, and then trying to figure out who did the murder. Exactly, which is what you could have had today, and you graciously decided not to do that. I so. decided not to. It would have made Major Bank ANZ very happy because yeah. you are the Westpac man. Yeah, fuck them all, you know. <sighs> I really shot myself in the foot there. Really, I should have shot you in the foot, but I shot myself in the foot. Exactly. You, there's a big old release of ammunition onto your own feet. I'm trying to think of the scientific word for feet, and I think it's feet. Uh, walking sticks. Yeah, walking pads. 
That walking stick pads. Standing pods, yeah. Stick pads. Yeah. Like, because the, the legs are the sticks. Uh, foot fingers. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're not, you're not up for getting murdered? No, this no. This true no, crime I'm... podcast and I try to solve the murder? Yeah, murder me. Murder me, baby. Okay, sure. All right. I don't want to reveal the plan, but the plan so far is to murder you with a sound. Okay. Maybe if I play that sound enough, you'll get so annoyed. I'm, I'm trying to think about what sound, what sound potentially could be, it could be the, the, the murdery, murder weapon. Guitar, baby. Oh, fuck yeah. Guitar sting. Death by guitar sting. Look, right now I'm pretty resilient to the, to the sounds of that guitar sting. But hey, internally, it's breaking me down, Ross. Okay, here we go. Down. Death starts from the inside, then it goes to the outside. Yeah, well, okay, here we go. I'm fine. I'm fine. Surface God. level, I'm totally fine. God. We can go out to brunch. We can talk about things. Uh, let's have a gin, and then you'll find out real things. Ugh, really? Do I want to find out real things, though? Maybe I should just do what Courtney Love did. What did she do? Hire El Duce from the Mentors to kill Kirk Cobain and make <laughs> it look like a suicide. I don't know about half the things you said. Who's El Duce from the Mentors? Is the Mentors a band? The Mentors is, is a band. Yeah, and El Duce was a, a singer from the band? Or? Well, he was like the lead guy from the band. Look up. Look up the mentors. Are they a novelty band? As much as a band that like proudly calls itself rape rock can be a novelty band, I okay, suppose. Fuck. All right. <laughs> wow. Um, fine. I probably won't look that up, but hey, maybe I will just for fun facts. Oh, it's it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful music. It's family-friendly music. El Duce is a great guy. Yeah. Nothing wrong with him at all. Yeah. Put that on the same playlist as the Wiggles. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. They should be your mentors. El Duce? Yeah, you get it. Or the Wiggles. Ah, oh, yeah, okay. Because he's, he's in a band called the Mentors. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's very, yeah, fu- very funny stuff. It's probably one of your best. It's probably one of your best. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, think... That's my opener and my closer. <laughs> well, like, is, is, did you just close it? Is that a closer? Well, I, I didn't say it in the opening. So this whole thing, this whole first, like, half hour or so, yeah. That was just the opening, man. Oh, sick. All right. We do a half hour intro and then what? How long is the actual body? Six hours? Yes. <laughs> We're barely deep into this, baby. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. I've canceled all my plans for the next six weeks. I'm fine. That's good to know. That's good to know. Because I got so many questions and I got so many fun facts. And... Ross, you haven't asked me one question yet today. Ask me a question. I asked you a question. I said, well, how did it all begin? Oh, you want to. That was my one. I ask one question maximum <laughs> of my guests each episode. It went what? too deep. That went too deep, though. That was almost like I answered that seriously. Um, but the first thing I did was 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 get up on stage and and talk about. Um, I think, I think one of my first uh, bits on stage was talking about how I had a dream where I, I fisted the planet Pluto. And yeah, it was a powerful bit of bit of art really um laughter look not not much uh, i'd mm. say arguably mm. arguably two to three laughs but um but really the emotion and the roller coaster ride of me going on stage and telling an audience about weird dreams is is where comedy gold comes from really comedy heart gold and heart comes from really so so what you say is comedy comes from fisting 
planets. Or ex-planets, really. By this time, it was an ex-planet. So yes. This thing, uh, yeah, a planet that becomes an ex-planet. It becomes planes. a planet again. Yeah. Oh, is it back? Is Pluto back? I think it is. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Welcome back, Pluto. This is the Welcome Back Pluto podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so... Is it... Was it after that Rick and Morty episode or before it? I think after it. I don't remember how long ago that was, but I feel like it went through a whole thing where it was a planet, then it wasn't a planet, but then it became a planet again. Well... It was a whole thing. I, for one, am glad it's back. Good. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to fist it, though, are you? Nah, fuck no, man. Fuck. You can't fist a planet. I mean, I you're just one man. I know. That, that bit was really silly. I still remember, and I actually found the notes of me writing. Um, I f- was going through, as 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 most people in this country did uh, during uh, lockdown. I found, I found notes from what my original, my first comedy book, comedy notebook, and I found notes from that set. And I was reading it, and I'm like, "This is the worst thing I've ever done," and I'm so proud I did it. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is, you need to keep doing bad things. Like terrible, yeah. awful, artistically bad things 100%. in order to keep being proud of yourself. Well, Ross. So part of it's just a bravery of doing something you know is that bad. Isn't that where all the best art comes from? Terrible art? Yes, all the best art comes from just doing stuff that's deliberately that's bad. Oh, 100%. And you know it's bad. Almost exclusively bad. All art is bad. Art is badness. Okay, is that is that another thirty wordy? Play that sting. Hit that sting, mate. That is badness. Scene. Wow, that's amazing. I don't even. I don't think I have any follow-ups. I'm sure you do. Right? I don't. I have a million follow-ups. You're selling okay. yourself short. You got heaps. Thirty. Yes. Finish the sentence. Cleft palate. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you, you did comedy, you mm-hmm. started it as a sort of, I want to make people laugh, or, oh, I think really big of myself, and yeah. I'm fucking hilarious. Yeah. Where I, is that journey taking you on these how many years? Oh, it's the how many years? It's been far out. Eight years. I mean, kind of cancel out this year. So eight years, including this year, but... Um, I started at the end of 2012. I started the same week. I started a, a corporate office job, and uh, I was much more terrified of, of, of the gig that I did. And then um, eight years, there's been pretty much, pretty much the same. You know, a couple of good gags, you know, a couple of shows here and there. Did a, got the chance to do some stuff on TV, which is cool. Um, for, for, for banks, as we mentioned, um, and then I did a couple of other ads, did some short things on TV, um, ran some comedy rooms, and now kind of back to square one, going, all right, what's next with comedy? I hear stand-ups back, but, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm chilling out for a second while I wait till my shoulder gets fixed after this surgery next week because I won't be mobile. Listen to me, bitch, and moan. But, yeah, what did you, have spe- did you want to know specific things about what I've done? Well... Really brought up a good point about stand-up diet during coronavirus. Yeah. And right now it's kind of back. We're kind of weekend and Burnsy. Weekend and Burns, it's a corpse right now. Yeah, exactly. We want to get to the point where it's like in the sequel of that film where it just moves by itself yeah, because exactly. of some voodoo thing. Yeah, some voodoo. Um, 
It's yeah, it's it's creeping back. I'm glad it is. I think everyone's glad it is. You, you, you know, beggars can't be choosers, and as you know about comedians, we're all beggars. Um, and you got to take a little. Uh, I think whatever capacity the gigs are coming back in uh, is good. Uh, I do like the innovativeness of some people doing outdoor gigs and gigs in parks. That's that's pretty sick. That's really cool. But you know, um, I guess you can't really close off a quadrant in a park, can you? Can't really put barriers up and protect sound. Well, here's okay. Music uh, bands they do like gigs and festivals and stuff. They do outdoors. They mm. have outdoor stages. That's true. Why not comedy? Uh, why not? Indeed. Why I'm, not? I'm hundred percent. I'll fucking you. punk rock that shit. I'll fucking throw food at people, and they wouldn't want food thrown at them because. <laughs> <laughs> Shake that fucking pop that champagne bottle all over. Do what you want to do. Yes. Um, or easier to clean. I think, I think comedy should be... You know what? I think comedy should also be in amphitheatres. There's an amphitheatre in Fairfield. It's a big one. It's all concreted. The, the stage is at the bottom and the, the seats go up. I think we should be doing comedy in there. And amphitheater, just different. All right. We can't really do them as we used to do them in, in small dingy pubs or tiny basement rooms or, or locked off rooms. You know, and capacity now has changed. Like... We're, let's be innovative. Do them on a plane. Planes have sh- fuck all to do these days. Comedy on a plane. Comedy on a cruise ship, but the cruise ship doesn't go anywhere and there's not a whole boatload of cruise people on there because the cru- cruise ships, they're just docked right now. No one wants to go on them. Where else? Inflatable jumping castles. Fuck yeah. You, everyone just jumps up and down, so... If you're doing badly, you can just jump off the stage quickly. Yeah, exactly. Or they kind of like, maybe they push you off. Or something. You hope yeah. they don't push you off. But I'm just saying that it's not that walk of shame. You yeah. Just, you, I, just, you just jump off if you do a bad gig. I guess you can't be disappointed when you're bouncing, can you? No, no. Or not disappointed for very long. Yeah, exactly. But then the, then there is that, I don't know when the last time you went on the jumpy castle, but like you spend a little time on the jumpy castle and then you get off and you hit flat land and it just feels weird and disappointing. Like, like it's, it's a massive disappointment coming off a jumpy castle and then going on to flat land because you just completely, pardon the pun, but feel deflated. Have you ever just that, ju- just like the, you know, the relativity of being just, you know, constantly floating and in the air to just, ah, oh, this is what reality is, just flatness. All the time. Yeah, because that's I, th- I feel like that's a bigger crash, you know, jumpy castle. Fine, you go off stage bouncing, but when you get off the bounce, you're just like, it's just gone. Well, it's a good reminder that you're nothing. Exactly. Just like that chicken you murdered in the Korean War. Yes. Let's go back to that, Ross. Yes. Oh, wow. Do we finish it? I don't think we even started it. <laughs> Well, it's a funny gag. Yeah. I was going to describe the match, the events of the match finale. Oh, okay. Feel free to do so. Yeah, okay. So in a, in a bus, um, Koreans on. Uh, then some soldiers come in, or they're nearby, they're shooting nearby, there's some fire nearby. Everyone has to be quiet. But there's this baby, won't stop making noises. So I just ask its Korean mother, hey, could you keep that baby? Could you keep that baby down? <laughs> but what I didn't expect her to do, I, didn't, I just wanted the baby to be quiet. She smothers the baby oh. until it dies. Is that what happened? That's what happens. Oh, jeez. How did you react to that? 
Well, he re- he kind of has a mental breakdown and he represses it. He? You're talking like as another person. Yeah, he. I mean, I, my mental breakdown, man, it's gone crazy. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I don't re- actually remember that in the MASH finale. I would have seen it about 15 years ago and now I feel somewhat sad. Um, or it was a chicken. Oh, okay, it was fine. It was a chicken. Yeah, was or a chicken. maybe I just remembered it as a chicken to save myself from the horrible memory of a baby dying. Yeah, well, it wasn't a real baby. It was a TV baby, so I guess... You don't think TV babies are real? None of them. They're all made out of plasticine. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That escalated really quickly, and I resent that. Um, you know, he used plasticine babies as covers. Did he? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, good. Why did I think you were being serious there for one second? <laughs> I guess just that accusation completely turned me around and realizing the, uh, the level of surrealness this podcast has been. All right, back to it. I'm Jeffrey Epstein, baby. Um, oh, I'm Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein's baby. Sorry, i got to get that right. Okay, could you say that again? We need a clear audio on that. I am Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jeffrey Epstein. It's baby. What? No, no one heard that. Yeah, all right. I am. Because uh, uh, g- g- oh, fuck. What's her? What's his? Uh, what's the other? What's his ex-girlfriend's name? G- Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, that's who I am. Ghislaine's okay. Ma- Maxwell's baby. Okay. Okay. Jeffrey this- Epstein Jr. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh. I wonder if there are real other Jeffrey Epstein's out there in society that have to now live with this being being having that name. Maybe. Just like there are so many other Adolf Hitlers and Pol Pots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't have a Pol Pot to piss in. Yeah. Well, but do you have a despot? Yeah, I have a despot to piss oh, in. Yeah, all right. Well, that one was really good. I'm glad how we did that one. Great. Dictators are hilarious. Yeah, dictator pot-based puns. Great. Who's your favourite dictator? Oh, man. The one Zach Baron Cohen played in that film. Remember when he was the dictator? Oh, yeah, of course. All right, the one, the dictator. Um, loved his beard in that film. Yeah. My love is pretty much for, just for the beard. Yeah, that's pretty much it in the silly hat. Yeah, the silly hat, the beard. And the comedic hijinks that that dictator got up to. Oh, man. No, mostly the hat and the beard. Okay, fine. Got to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I kind of jumped the gun on that one. but you really jumped the gun there. Yeah, the, the dictator gun. <laughs> this podcast isn't about jumping guns. No, it, it isn't. It's, it's, about, it's, about, it's about political uprising and, and, and societal... Questioning of societal norms, that's really what it's about. It's about fighting the power. It's about multi-purpose wipes. It's about, it's about the rain drizzling on your car windscreen on a sunny day. It's about, it's about a microphone with a name of Soph. It's about large mammals and, and the mash finale and dead babies. That's what I've learned today. Thanks. And really, that sums up life. That really is. That's pretty much life in a in a tiny little box, made out of kneecaps. 
We forgot kneecaps. Remember that? Do remember I remember that? kneecaps from... Remember that bit? I was struggling to change the topic. 40 minutes ago? Yeah, it was beautiful. Great. Bertie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what have you learned on your comedy journey? What have I learnt? I learnt that... Um, I've learnt that... Some shit's funny. Sometimes shit's not funny. But you just got to do shit and, and see what happens because people will give you shit or people will say that's the shit. And whatever way it goes, um, own that shit. Okay. Let me just wrap my head around that for a moment. You know what I said. Okay. <laughs> shit, shit's funny. But sometimes shit's not funny. And you just got to deal with that shit. Yeah. Poop? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that what you mean, poop? Okay. Let's start that. You know, sometimes you got to give it give it a good old poop. Yeah. And sometimes you say whatever poop comes out of your mouth or whatever poop you've written down and worked on, and sometimes that poop's good and sometimes it's just poop. But as long as you're putting your poop out there and, and trying to be as true to your own poop as, you, as possible, you're really – that's all you can ever – poop for okay that's all you can ever poop for it is i really i sincerely believe that it's all all right 30 you got any, you got nothing to plug you got you got anything you want to plug uh not really at the moment i'm still on a little bit of a hiatus um so i'll i'll not plug anything but i'll probably have potentially stuff to plug Maybe in the new year, but we'll see. I'll get back into gigging soon. I, I will plug uh, that I am on uh, Ross Purdy's podcast. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, uh, I, I believe it's just been released. So, yeah, right um, now. You're listening to it. Yeah, yeah. So, it's guys, check that out. It's, it's, um, it's really a fascinating and, and eye-opening ride. Definitely. Highly, highly recommend. You got social media you want people to jump on? Um, yeah, I've got an Insta... Uh, Instagram, it's at uh, FirdFlu, F-I-R-D-F-L-U. That would be my name, uh, uh, and then you know, uh, play on play on bird flu. But you know, ironically, it's it's a lot more prescient this year because we've had a we've had a flu this year. <laughs> um, and Ferdy Billamoria on on Facebook, you can follow me there. Um, and yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll upload more content soon. But just follow me. I need the I need the gratification. Bertie. Ross. The man, the myth, the legend, the titan. Yeah. I think we answered the question. Could Carlos Santana make his guitar tell jokes? 100%. Definitely. Ross Bertie, that's the comedy.